a child is like an uncut diamond hello friends a pleasing day to you all i am your friend and host ahana as we all know childhood is an integral part of human life as it helps choose our goals live the life at its best even the early years of childhood form the basis of intelligence personality social behavior and capacity to learn and nurture oneself as an adult but it is not same for everyone childhood should be carefree like playing in the sun but not living a nightmare in the darkness of the soul many people or children we can say are deprived of many facilities as in the case of urban and rural areas in rural areas they are not getting proper nourishment even not even proper educational facilities so here is a poem by stephen spender in which he explains the painful life of slum children in their school so let's just begin so firstly we'll talk about the author the author stephen spender was an english poet novelist and essayist whose work concentrated on themes of social injustice and the class struggle he was born on 20th february 1909 and passed away on 16th july 1995 stephen spender along with w h auden and cecil de lewis pioneered the poetic movement of the 1930s through his powerful writings he established himself as a prominent poet of the modern age he was appointed poet laureate consultant in poetry to the US Library of Congress in 1965 Spender was sensitively alive to the contemporary social and political problems and his poetry reflects his awareness of the wide world lying outside the boundaries of his individual self school classroom in a slum beautifully brings out the contrast in Stephen Spender as a romantic poet torn by the aftermath of two brutal world wars living in an age of social instability and economic bankruptcy he highlights the harsh realities of life as experienced by the slum children he brings to center stage the issue about the gulf between the haves and have-nots increasing at an unimaginable pace resulting in the deprivation of basic right to education of the children in the slums now we must begin with the poem so here is the stanza 1 far far from gusty waves these children's faces like rootless weeds the hair torn round their pallor the tall girl with the weighed down head the paper seeming boy with rat's eyes pointing towards the pathetic condition of the children in slum school the poet says that their life is in sharp contrast to the open and healthy environment beyond their slums 
he compares the unkempt hair of these children to rootless weeds which are haphazardly scattered over their pale faces one of these children is a tall girl whose head is dropped under the burden of her unwanted life a small boy in the same school is very skinny and the poet compares him to the thinness of a paper his eyes display a look of timidity and anxiety as if they were a rat's eyes then the poet says the stunted unlucky hair of twisted bones reciting a father's nal disease his lesson from his desk at back of the dim class one unnoted sweet and young his eyes live in a dream of squirrel's game in tree room other than this the thin boy with rat's eyes is an unfortunate hair to a deformed and twisted body he has inherited nothing but disease and ill luck from his father he recites his lesson from his desk in a mellow and weak voice both his voice and appearance are like his father's deforming disease the poet then draws attention towards a remote corner of this poorly lit and ill equipped class where one can see a young pupil who is not noticed by others the innocent kid is lost in the world of his dreams in his fantasy he plays and frolics around like the squirrel in her tree home the dullness and monotony of the classroom has yet not shattered the power of his imagination now let's begin with sansa 3 on sour cream walls donations shakespeare's head cloudless at dawn civilized dome riding all cities belt flowery tarolis valley open handed map awarding the world its world in this stanza the poet describes the condition of the infrastructure of the school the classrooms are ill maintained and the walls are painted in a lifeless cream color they make the world of these children even more dull and depressing on the walls are displayed the names of people who donated money to the school in one corner of the classroom is placed a portrait of shakespeare with his bust against the background of a clear sky scenic picture of tarolis valley with his beautiful flowers presenting a world of heavenly splendor have also been displayed It is ironical that the students in the classroom will neither get a chance to benefit from the wisdom of Shakespeare nor will they get an opportunity to admire the scenic pleasure offered by the flowery valley. Besides all these things, a map of the world is also hung on the wall. This open-handed map offers bounty only to those who already have things in abundance. Stanza 4 says and 
get for these children these windows not this map their world where all their futures painted with a fog a narrow street sealed in with a lead sky far far from rivers caves and stars of woods to these children the true world is not the one depicted in this map their world is what they get to see through the foggy windows of their classroom their world is dark and their future is bleak with no hope for improvement they can visualize only a narrow path enclosed by a dull sky that keeps them miles away from the vast natural world of rivers mountains and stars here comes stanza 5 surely shakespeare is wicked the map a bad example with ships and sun and love tempting them to steal for lives that slyly turn in their cramped holes from fog to endless night here the melancholy mood of the poet suddenly becomes aggressive and he blames the legendary literary figure shakespeare of wickedness he does so because the wisdom of shakespeare or the beauty of literature does not hold any value for these hungry souls The beautiful world of ships, sun and love as shown by Shakespeare is not only unimaginable for them but it tempts them to steal or to resort to steal in order to quieten their feeling of hunger. Similarly, the world maps too are a bad example for the view offered by them is in contrast to their cramped existence when they are held up. from cold foggy morning to harsh nights stanza 6 says on this lag heap these children wear skins peeped through by bones and spectacles of steel with mended glass like bottle bits on stones all of their time and space are foggy slum so plot their maps with slums as big as doom the poet says that these hungry children live in a place that is like a heap of dirt they are so thin that it appears as if their bones are peeping through the thin cover of their skin they wear discarded spectacles that have been coarsely mended the glasses of their spectacles look like pieces of broken bottles lying scattered on stones the poet's frustration reaches its peak when he suggests that since the entire life of these children is restricted within the hazy slum the beautiful scenic graphs in the maps of their classroom walls should be blotted instead there should be a pictures of slums which are massive and scary like doom so stanza 7 is here 
is governor inspector visitor this map becomes their window and these windows that shut upon their lives like catacombs the anger shown by the poet softens in this stanza and he appeals to the governor inspector and visitor to make efforts to improve the condition in the school he urges them to work till the world map displayed in the classroom becomes the vision of the future of these children he wants the foggy windows that shut their lives and hopes like catacombs to break catacombs are a series of underground tunnels used for burying dead people so we must or everyone must help these children to come out of their dangerous life and let a happy life stanza 8 shouts break or break open till they break the town and show the children to green fields and make their world run as your on gold sands and let their tongues run naked into books and the white and the green leaves open history theirs whose language is the sun the poet also wants the concrete and dirty town to be dismantled leading the children to vast green fields the poet hopes that the political will of the authorities will break all those barriers that keep away true education from these children the slum children must be given freedom to make their own worlds and experience spontaneous joys like running under the blue sky on golden sand they should be allowed to read freely from books as well as learn from the nature the poet ends on this positive note because he believes that if these children are allowed to discover then their creative genius will earn them a place in history they will then find their own niche under the sun so let's just summarize of all what we have learned the poem describes an elementary school in a slum the children of this school look pathetic far away from the activity and jubilations of life the faces of these children are withered and tired surrounded by dirt and apathy of people they have no time and money to keep themselves clean their hair is scattered untidily around their faces like the unwanted rootless weeds lay scattered all over a tall girl student is weighed down and burdened by the harshness of life another student a boy is weak and timid his hungry eyes lay like that of a rat are searching for food and contentment malnutrition has kept him short and stunted he is an unfortunate heir to a deformed twisted body when he recites his lesson from the desk his voice is mellow and weak it sounds sickly like his father's nal disease there is no enthusiasm in his voice or actions somewhere in the remote corner of this poorly lit and ill equipped class one may see a young and sweet pupil 
unnoticed by others and lost in the world of his dreams. He creates his own fantasy where he plays and frolics around like the squirrel in her tree room. The dull and monotonous routine of this classroom does not interest him. The classroom of the elementary school has not been maintained properly. The pale green walls which must have been painted long ago with donated money create a morbid atmosphere. In a corner stands a portrait or bust of Shakespeare. It is ironical that the literary master's portrait should be housed in a classroom where no serious teaching takes place. The slums perhaps can never enjoy the taste or can never enjoy the literature. Similarly, there is a picture of a beautiful valley full of fragrant flowers. The children can never experience this fragrance and beauty since they are condemned to live in the slum. The entire atmosphere in the school is one of inactivity and morbidity, which contrasts with the cloudless sky at dawn and the concrete domes which override the cities. The walls of the classroom also have an open-handed map of the world which represents a host of opportunity for the privileged class. But these children do not see the world in this map. Rather, they view the world from the classroom's foggy and harsh windows conveying a dark and bleak future with no hope. The future is confined within the narrow, dusty streets and sealed with the dull, concrete sky. These children are far away from the rivers, the mountain capes and the stars. They fight the battle of life unarmed and ill-equipped. No man no wonder they find Shakespeare wicked and a map a bad example. Neither literary elegance nor scenic beauty makes them happy. Having been surrounded by filth and dirt, they have lost their sense of beauty and appreciation. So they feel cheated on being deprived of the skills of Shakespeare, the thrilling sensations of the sun and the ships and the tender emotions of love. They know only one session sensation that is hunger and this forces them to steal for their existence. They make desperate efforts from the foggy mornings till the long endless nights to strive for their survival and to support a life which is crushed and cramped in unhealthy filthy holes. Their childhood gets wasted on heaps of slag and garbage and they look like they look more like skeletons as their bones peep through the cover of their thin skins. Their fate is to rake in the garbage for leftovers and discarded things. Even the spectacles they wore are those discarded by the rich. These spectacles made of steel and the mended glass appears like bits of bottle on stones. Likewise, the hopes, aspirations, ambitions and lives of these children also lie shattered and neglected. The children spend all their time in these foggy slums which comprise their world. The maps displayed in their classroom are not the reality for them. It is ironical that the children cannot locate their slum which is their world on the map. 
the slums where life is worse than death are a blot on the civilized world there is an urgent need to blot out these slums by giving the inhabitant means and opportunities to lead dignified and civilized lives in an appealing appealing reality that there is no activity unless a governor a school inspector or a stray visitor comes on a round of the school so this map becomes their window because only through this they can view the world beyond their slums the windows of their classroom do not offer them this view and have simply confined them to the morbid world their lives are sealed in the cemeteries of these slums the poet appeals to the administration to leave these children for the horrible and dirty slums and let them breathe in a healthy environment he would like them to bask in the vastness of the world expose them to the green field and let them run carefree on the golden sands for the world of the children should not be confined within walls the poet's earnest desire is that these children should be able to enjoy their fundamental right to education they should be allowed to read current as well as old books besides they should be able to learn not only from books but also from the nature around them ending the poem on a positive note the poet feels that people who are ignited by the fire of knowledge are those who create history he would like opportunities of learning to be made available to the slum children he wishes that all distinctions of the rich and the poor and all forms of injustice should be wiped out so that no childhood gets lost in the gloomy darkness of ignorance like that in the slums the poem an elementary school classroom in a slum expounds the idea of a world not divided along monetary acquisitions especially in terms of opportunities of education for the poor children the poet stephen spender paints a gory picture of slum children and their school both victims of government apathy the poem is a scathing criticism of the utter neglect of these children's need for education and all-round growth spender decries the social injustice and class inequalities prevailing in the society and call for a holistic education for the poorest of the poor the poet suggests that this would be possible only when the haves will realize that their duty towards the have nots will relieve the latter of their misery and provide them opportunities to lead dignified lives as human beings discuss the poetic or the literary devices used in the poem first comes simile its examples in the poem is like rootless weeds like bottles with some stones followed by the like catacombs and slums as big as doom second comes metaphor 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 also has various examples in this poem 
including rat's eyes father's nail disease squirrel's game tree room gusty waves futures painted with the fog let's sky spectacles of steel from fog to endless nights weird skins peep through our bones stars of words let their tongues run naked into books whose language is sun paper seeming boy and cramped holes there is also imagery which is in the word weighed down pun also constitutes the part a part of the literary devices of the poem which includes reciting and sour cream including let's sky repetition also makes its presence in the words far far and break or break personification is also there in the line civilized zone riding all cities followed by alliteration in far far from and streets sealed Stephen Spender makes a frantic appeal to the educated and affluent sections of society to improve the conditions of slum children whose only hope is education condemned as they are to a life of poverty ignominy want and dirt these children must be provided opportunities to experience the beauty and joy of life and learning the poet expresses sorrow over the grim fact that humanity at large and governments in particular adopt an unsympathetic attitude to these children of a lesser caste the poem is a bitter criticism of the condition of education in state-run schools of slums now guys i like to conclude that we must make efforts and do everything possible in our hands to lend a helping hand to these children because i know that we can transform their life and trust me guys the pleasure you will get after that is priceless the smile on their faces will not be less than heaven so guys let's just be together and take a pledge that we will all help everyone to get a better life and will help them in every or all spheres of life so now i'll take a leave thank you all be happy and let others as well jai hind